بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي ذر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أبا ذر إني أراك ضعيفا وإني أحب لك ما أحب لنفسي لا تأمرن على إثنين ولا تولين ما ليتيم رواه مسلم وعنه قال قلت يا رسول الله ألا تستعملني فضرب بيده على منكبي ثم قال يا أبا ذر إنك ضعيف وإنها أمانة وإنها يوم القيامة خزي وندامة إلا من أخذها بحقها وأدى الذي عليه فيها رواه مسلم Continue the hadith Abu Zar رضي الله تعالى narrates that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said to me in the context of this hadith in other words advise me that O Abu Dhar I can see or I observe that you are weak and I love for you what I love for myself. So I am cautioning you, never ever become a leader or an amir over even two people. Nor ever take upon yourself the responsibility of the wealth of the orphans. We discussed this hadith at length the du'af or the weakness that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa referred to here, normally, logically, if you tell someone, don't put yourself in a position of trust or leadership, it would be because of the possibility that you are going to misappropriate the trust on the basis of being of khianat, of deception, or of unjustly utilizing the wealth of the people. In this context, if we study the character of Abu Zar we find that the prohibition was not on this basis. Abu Zar was a Sahabi of a very, very high, unusual level of asceticism and he wanted nothing to do with the things of this world. So here the basis of the weakness would be that he would not because of his disinclination for worldly wealth, he would not grow that wealth and he would not appropriate it correctly to the benefit of the masses if he is appointed as a governor or a leader over people. So from this we, amongst the other lessons that we extract from this hadith which we discussed already, there is another principle. In Arabic they say, لِكُلِّ فَنِّ رجال That in every field, they are experts in that particular field. If you want maximum benefit, then the field in which you require the expertise, appoint somebody who is proficient in that particular field. Abu Zar, Amanat Dari, you couldn't find another person like him. Excellent. Disinclination from this world to a very, very high level. But... When it comes to being a leader over people or looking after the wealth of the orphan, you need to be able to grow that wealth. You need to be able to appropriate it in such a way that the worldly interests also are protected. So for this particular field, Abu Zar ta'ala was not qualified. And this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised him in this negative manner. And like I said, there's an important lesson for us to learn that Look for people that are proficient in the particular field of expertise where you want the help or the benefit. 
point which we mentioned yesterday, which I am reiterating, outwardly this was criticism. Inni araka da'if. I can see that you are weak, you are incapable. But this criticism was not motivated by any personal desire. It was in fact the sincere love which Rasulullah had for Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So this is why Nabi said to him, وَإِنِّي أُحِبُّ لَكَ مَا أُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِي That, O Abu Zar, I love for you what I love for myself. It is my love for you that is causing me to caution you like this. And this criticism was absolutely necessary. Why? When, we, when one bears in mind or becomes fully cognizant of the gravity of the responsibility regarding which Abu Zar ta'ala was being cautioned. And the first part, لَا تَأَمَّرَنَّ عَلَىٰ إِثْنَيْنَ Never ever become an Amir and a leader. عَلَىٰ إِثْنَيْنَ In other words, even over two people. In other words, Abu Zar, remove the idea from your mind. Don't go near to Imarat also. The second prohibition, وَلَا تَوَلَّيَنَّ مَا لَيَتِيمَ Never ever appropriate the wealth of the orphans. This is a very, very serious matter in Shariat. First of all, what is an orphan? According to the fuqaha, it is that person who is not balik, hasn't reached the age of maturity, and the father has passed away. Normally in English, in our terminology, we regard someone to be an orphan where both parents have passed away. But in Sharia terminology, it is where the father has passed away. And when it comes to the wealth of the orphans, Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالَ الْيَتَامَ ظُلْمًا إِنَّمَا يَأْكُلُونَ فِي بُطُونِهِمْ نَارًا وَسَيَسْلَوْنَ سَعِيرًا Verily those who will eat up or misappropriate أَمْوَالَ الْيَتَامَ The wealth of the orphans إِنَّمَا يَأْكُلُونَ فِي بُطُونِهِمْ نَارًا They are in fact consuming the fire of Jahannam وَسَيَسْلَوْنَ سَعِيرًا And soon they will enter into a blazing fire so we find that there is a very, very serious warning that is given in the Qur'an. When it comes to, one one hand, inheritance, masail, we find many, many people nowadays are very, very deficient in this regard. The rules, regulations with regards to inheritance is absolutely clear, and particularly when they are orphans. When they are orphans, we have to be very, very careful. We do not in any way misappropriate their wealth. And obviously, because they are very young, they are not able to take control of their financial affairs. A wali is appointed over them. Someone who is supposed to be looking after their wealth. In this case, Abu Zarr is warned by Rasulullah don't take on such a responsibility. Why? Because the one who is wali or the one who is appointed to look after the wealth of the orphan has to be properly qualified. Aside from the amanat dari, he has to look after and appropriate that wealth in such a way that it is in the best interest of those orphans. In other words, the wealth is protected, nurtured, and in fact, it grows. On the other hand, any form of misappropriation in this regard, we heard the verse of the Qur'an, this is a very, very serious matter, which we should give the necessary importance that it is due. The next hadith has a similar meaning to the previous one. Abu Zarah ta'ala says, I said... I requested Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, ala tasta'amiluni, that, O Nabi of Allah, will you not appoint me as a governor? In other words, in this hadith, Abu Zarr actually 
requested from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be given a position of authority. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, obviously the response was going to be negative. You can see from the previous hadith. Why? Because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah had endowed him with that wisdom. He knew this was not something that was appropriate for Abu Zarradiyallahu Ta'ala Anhu. So somebody who is who you love, who is close to you, comes and asks you for something, and you are going to give him a negative answer. Immediately once he realizes that it is possible that this will hurt his feelings, you will take it in the wrong way. So this is where we see the beautiful akhlaq and character of Rasulullah sallam. Abu Zar says, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, placed his hand on my shoulder. In other words, already giving comfort in advance, in anticipation of the possible hurt that Abu Zar will experience. Why? Because his request is going to be denied. And also with that, the criticism is going to be outward criticism, that you don't have the capability for this. So in the first hadith, inni uhibbu lakama uhibbu nafsi. I love for you what I love for myself. In this hadith, the loving gesture where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam places his hand on the shoulder of Abu Zar and says, Oh Abu Zar, inna ka da'if. That Abu Zar, you are weak. In other words, you are not qualified. This is not something good for you. Why? Because this is a very, very serious matter in Shariat. And he goes on, inna ha amana. Abu Zar, this is an amanat. To be made a governor, to be given a position of trust, whether it's a trustee in a masjid, whether it's in charge of some Islamic society, whether you're looking after the funds of people or given a position of leadership, going in jamaat, going in the path of Allah, being made an amir, innaha amana. It is an amanat. If in, if in jamaat you are an amir, every one of those satis, their time, how it is spent, Allah is going to question you about that. Because you have been given a position of authority with regards to that. So whatever falls within the purview of your imarat, of your leadership, innaha amana, it is an amanat, it is a trust. And a Muslim is one who never misappropriates a trust. Wa innaha yawmal qiyama khizyun wa nadamatun. And O Abu Zar, on the day of judgment, this is a, this will become a source of disgrace and it will become a source of regret in other words if the haq and the right of it is not fulfilled illa except the one man akhadaha bi haqqiha who fulfills it who fulfills the haq and the right of it wa addalladhi alayhi fiha and whatever has become his responsibility he discharges it in the correct manner for him it will be a source of great blessing and reward. But generally, because of weakness, innaha amana, it is a trust, and more often than not, people will misappropriate that trust, and it will become a source of regret, and it will become a source of disgrace on the Day of Judgment. This is why imarat, leadership, positions of authority, we have been cautioned and warned. This is not something to be desired. Unfortunately, as we see from the last hadith in this chapter, an Abi Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, innakum satahrisuna ala al-amara wa satakunu nadamatan yawm al-qiyama, rawahu al-Bukhari. It is the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And we can see Sadaqa Rasulullah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spoke the truth. Sahaba were such, they had no desire for this world. They were concerned when the wealth of the world poured into Medina Munawwara during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So much of wealth that standing one side of the courtyard of Masjid Nabawi, you couldn't see the other side. So much of gold and jewelry and wealth was pouring into Medina Munawwara. Umar radiallahu ta'ala started crying. And he said, I fear on the day of judgment, Allah will say to me, Adhabtum tayyibatikum fi hayatikum dunya wastamta'atum biha. That Umar, you, you got the return, you got the rewards in the world. Now in the akhirah there is nothing left for you. This was the mizaj and temperament of Sahaba. They desired akhirat. They didn't desire the positions of this world. Yet, the prophecy of Rasulullah he said to Sahaba, a time is going to come that my ummat will desire positions, will desire leadership, will desire imarat to be made amir. And the sad reality was that this will only become a source of regret on the day of judgment. So don't desire it, don't aspire for it. If it is given to you, you are thrust into it without desiring it, then the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be with you. Like your stuff is